Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20-Minute Books, we delve into the crucial pages of On Tyranny by renowned historian Timothy Snyder, a professor at Yale University and the author of compelling works such as Bloodlands, Europe Between Hitler and Stalin, and Black Earth, The Holocaust as History and Warning. Snyder brings us a powerful guide in the form of On Tyranny, a book crafted with the urgent intent to recognize and resist the encroachment of tyranny in our modern world. On Tyranny presents a stark and necessary exploration of the signs that herald an approaching authoritarian regime. With lessons drawn from the dark corridors of the 20th century, Snyder equips readers with 20 defining lessons on preventing and opposing the threats to freedom posed by aspiring tyrants. The book serves as both a warning and a call to action for those committed to protecting democratic values. This gripping treatise on political defense is essential reading for anyone who seeks to understand the fragility of liberty. Its intended audience is as broad and as urgent as its message. Citizens standing firm against oppressive regimes, freedom fighters the world over, and activists, including demonstration organizers, looking for insights into safeguarding the structures of democracy. Join us as we summarize Snyder's potent message, highlighting the ways in which history can inform and inspire the resistance necessary to ensure that liberty and justice are not merely fleeting chapters in the human story, but enduring tenets of our shared global narrative. On Tyranny, 20 Lessons from the 20th Century. Introduction, your guide to understanding and combating the shadow of tyranny. Once, the idea of progress was more or less a given in America. The assumption was that, gradually, we'd all move toward a better, more enlightened world. But those shadows from history, the harsh realities of fascism, Nazism, and communism, have proven that they can't be relegated to history without vigilance. The question that surfaces is a startling one. What if tyranny were to make a comeback? In a time when the horizon seems to be darkening once again, it's imperative that we turn to the lessons of the past. Thankfully, history isn't just a tale of what has been. It's a repository of wisdom for avoiding what could be. The critical insights from Timothy Snyder a historian with an unflinching gaze on the past, offer valuable lessons on spotting the markers of tyranny and finding the strength to stand against it. In this narrative, we'll uncover strategies for not yielding to the influence of a tyrannical regime, the virtue of reading as a powerful tool in the fight against tyranny, and the significance of defending the truth in the shadow of falsehood. Part 1. How to Stand Guard Against the Internal Erosion of Democracy As our eyes scan the globe for looming threats, history teaches us that often the most potent danger to democracy lurks within its own borders. Reflecting upon the downfall of democracies post-World War I, there's a common thread. They all succumbed to internal parties that cannibalized the state's power. Whether we speak of Nazis, fascists, or communists, They shared a penchant for the dramatic, a blend of spectacle and repression to grip the people's minds, while silently employing slicing tactics to whittle away the bedrock of freedom. It's a slow, stealthy process, 
whereby the population remains oblivious as their liberties are carved away, slice by slice. The alarm bell rings for the necessity of resilience and the support of a multi-party system to prevent the consolidation of power into a single, uncontrollable entity. Such is the trajectory that can lead democracies down to the rabbit hole of autocracy. Civic participation is our bulwark against this danger. By casting our ballots, preferring paper ones for their resistance to tampering, and engaging in local politics, we assert the multiplicity and vibrancy of our democratic processes. Running for office, even at the most local level, is an act of defense for democracy. Meanwhile, it's paramount to be wary of paramilitary units, forces operating outside legal boundaries, often the advance guard of political seizure. Traditional candidates normally eschew such methods, but there have been abnormalities, such as the private security detail marshaled by Donald Trump. This group, under Trump's directive at rallies, suppressed and disposed of dissenting opinions. Commands like, get the remnant out, followed by celebratory remarks on the excitement of ejecting protesters, are ominous echoes of the past. Trump's behavior, using force to sanitize his rallies of dissent, is precisely the kind of conduct that should ignite concern, for it is these precursors that signal an encroaching darkness on democratic soil. Part 2. Confronting sinister language and symbols is key to undermining tyranny. Imagine the early days of the Nazi regime. A mandated boycott targets Jewish businesses, and seemingly overnight, the storefronts are labeled Jewish or Aryan. It's a stark moment in history where mere words and emblems become harbingers of the horror to come. Such instances remind us that the trappings a regime adopts, no matter how trivial they may seem, carry immense weight. The semantics of tyranny are not just a display of prejudice. They tap into basic human instincts like greed and the drive for survival. In Nazi Germany, non-Jewish shopkeepers saw an opportunity as their Jewish competitors were marked for downfall. Economic distress made the population susceptible to such underhanded strategies, leading them to rationalize the escalating discrimination. Leave no room for doubt. The signs and symbols of authoritarianism, however benign they appear, demand our attention and action. They cannot be dismissed or allowed to take root. The cost of inaction is too great. Accountability extends beyond the executioners of these symbols to the silent bystanders who let such changes become normalized in society. Their inaction paved the way to atrocity. To rob these symbols of their toxic energy, it's crucial to stand against them. Refusing to display any party emblem that alienates or excludes is a form of resistance. Vaclav Havel, the essayist who would become Czechoslovakia's president, exemplifies this in The Power of the Powerless. He narrates the tale of a grocer displaying a communist slogan not out of belief, but out of fear. Havel's essay illuminates the danger in such complacency, which inadvertently upholds the regime's oppressive play. To dismantle the dangerous framework tyrannies thrive on, one must reject participation in their charade. Resisting the urge to follow the path of least resistance, and choosing instead to challenge the symbols and slogans of tyranny, is a powerful act of defiance, one that disrupts the system 
and hinders its persecution of those deemed enemies. Part 3. Break free from the shackles of propaganda through literature and diverse information. The modern media landscape is littered with political catchphrases, relentless in their quest to captivate our attention. It's easy to be swept away by these mantras, but there's a powerful antidote to this kind of intellectual conformity, nurturing a spirit of individualism and cultivating your own perspectives. George Orwell's masterpiece, 1984, offers a chilling portrayal of a society stripped of creative thought and individual agency by an omnipotent media deploying a confining lexicon. The narrative exhibits how the systematic erasure of words from the language leads to mental submission, bending people toward accepting paradoxical edicts like war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. Orwell's narrative is a testament to the importance of language as a tool to combat tyranny and preserve independent reasoning. It's the descent into recycled phrases and platitudes that leads to a dimmed understanding of history, obscures the present, and clouds our vision for the future. A robust method for fostering independent thought is to delve into the vast world of books, thereby severing ties with the constant barrage of media and the seductive pull of the internet. For those who find abstaining from digital streams a Herculean task, expanding your horizons to a variety of information sources can still make a meaningful difference. A diet of singular narratives or an unchallenged consumption of mainstream media can trap us in a loop of rehashed soundbites, exactly as politicians and power brokers might hope. Books, however, offer the deepest well of knowledge. They don't just impart facts, they immerse you in the nuance of understanding, revealing the spectrum between black and white, and allowing for empathy with the lives of others, insights that are more valuable now than ever. Even in the pages of popular fiction like Harry Potter, crucial life lessons unfold. The series, though beloved for its magic and adventure, is also a saga about standing against oppressive forces. While younger readers may delight in the wand-waving antics the storylines are rife with resistance to tyranny, a message that resonates with readers of all ages. Part 4. Fostering a united community is essential in the face of authoritarianism. Reflect for a moment on the seemingly mundane act of making eye contact. What does it reveal about social dynamics and, more intriguingly, its relevance to the political sphere? The essence of this connection is found in the fabric of community. In an era where screens often mediate our interactions, establishing eye contact transcends mere manners. It becomes an affirmation of our role as engaged members of a society. Tyranny thrives when it can create divisions within the populace, erecting barriers that keep individuals isolated and insular. On the contrary, resistance gains momentum when it dissolves these divides, uniting people of different walks of life in a shared dialogue and vision for collective progress. Thus, the groundwork for challenging authoritarian regimes lies in the intersection of diverse social groups. Let's take a historical detour to Poland. The Solidarity Labour Movement stands as a beacon of successful resistance against communism, created through a coalition encompassing Catholic workers and secular professionals alike. 
This unity was unprecedented, given that the communist regime had previously pitted workers against student protesters and violently quashed labor strikes. It was in 1976 that a fusion of intellectuals and workers, driven not by religious or political homogeneity, but by mutual objectives, began to alter the governmental landscape. Their burgeoning alliance was notably fortified in 1980, when the Gdansk strike saw a synergy of legal minds, students and workers, paving the way for a burgeoning free labor union, solidarity. Despite eventually facing martial law at the hands of the communist regime, Solidarity's influence was indelible. By 1989, amid governmental upheaval, erstwhile communist leaders found themselves seeking an allegiance with the leaders of Solidarity. This partnership marked the dawn of democratic elections, a symbolic catalyst for the unravelling of communism in Poland, which would subsequently ripple through Eastern Europe and the Soviet Union itself. The historical lesson is lucid, When communities actively weave bonds across societal seams, they cultivate a resilience capable of weathering and ultimately dismantling oppressive systems. Part 5. Safeguard your personal freedom by protecting your privacy. In an age where sharing has become second nature, it's crucial to consider how our freedoms intertwine with the privacy of our information. Every detail you post on Facebook, Every search you make on Google, each is a thread in the tapestry of your personal liberty. Ponder this. The more open your life is to outside observation, the more freedom slips through your fingers. The identity of the observers is immaterial, whether they be tech giants, government entities, or clandestine organizations. If you don't fiercely guard your privacy, you risk letting it, and subsequently your other rights, slip away. We've witnessed the turmoil that ensues when private messages become public spectacles. The tumult of the 2016 U.S. elections, with the leaked emails from the Democratic National Committee and Clinton campaign, is a stark reminder of the power such breaches hold to disrupt and steer societies toward the brink of authoritarian control. Throughout this debacle, The media's treatment of the privacy breaches as mere news items served only to detract from the gravity of the situation, blurring the electoral process and confusing the electorate. Hannah Arendt, a formidable voice in 20th century philosophy, recognized a fundamental human trait, our attraction to the secretive and mysterious. She warned of the perilous seduction of conspiracy theories which can eclipse the tedious truths of politics and lead to a dangerous fixation on baseless speculation, diverting attention from pressing political realities. The ubiquity of digital interactions and the casual surrender of personal information can seem benign, but remember, when a practice becomes universal, it's time to scrutinize the collective rationale, or lack thereof. To preserve your personal freedoms, start by securing your digital footprint curtail your internet usage, embrace face-to-face conversations over mediated communication, and routinely check your devices for security vulnerabilities such as malware. Authoritarian regimes capitalize on fear. Don't arm them by leaving your personal data exposed. Protecting your privacy isn't merely a personal choice, it's a civic responsibility, a bulwark against the encroachments of tyranny. 
Part 6. Understanding the tactics used to erode truth in our society. In our current societal landscape, post-truth has become a buzzword, signaling an era where facts are brushed aside for tailored realities. It may seem far-fetched, but the stakes are high. Historically, the death of truth has often preceded the loss of freedom. To understand the decline of truth, we need to recognize four distinct phases in its distortion. The initial phase is where reality faces a barrage of hostility. Here, lies are presented as facts with alarming regularity, a trait observable in President Trump's campaign, where a staggering majority of statements were found to be untrue. Then comes the second phase, where lies are hammered into public consciousness through relentless repetition. Catchphrases like crooked Hillary or chants of lock her up persist despite accessible counter-arguments, aiming to overwrite truth with sheer stubbornness. The third phase indulges in contradiction. For example, vowing to slash taxes, eliminate national debt, while escalating defense spending, all commitments that inherently conflict. Acceptance of these diametric promises is essentially a disregard for rationality. Finally, the fourth phase spotlights misplaced belief in leaders who profess to be the singular voice of the people or the stalwart defenders of a nation's core values. Figures of this nature are fictions. To buy into such narratives not only jeopardizes truth but also nibbles away at our liberty. Such rhetoric is a haunting echo of the 1930s, fascist rhetoric. Renowned playwright Eugene Ionesco's Rhinoceros draws upon this phenomenon, showcasing characters who fall prey to propaganda and, quite literally, transform into beasts. Reflecting on the nascent days of the Nazi party, the prevailing sentiment was rejection. Nevertheless, gradually, individuals succumbed, and what started as broad opposition dwindled to a minuscule resistance. Yet, we need not be bound by history's cyclical tragedies. By recognizing the stages through which truth is manipulated and distorted, we stand a better chance at preserving both truth and freedom. Final Summary Taking a stand against tyranny isn't an abstract ideal, but a practical necessity. And the first line of defense is recognizing emerging threats. Important indicators range from subtle infringements on personal freedoms and privacy to blatant assaults on factual discourse and reality itself. Alarmingly, these indicators are becoming increasingly visible on the American landscape. To counteract the encroachments of tyranny, we must remain steadfast in upholding facts, logic, and the intrinsic value of every individual's humanity. Our vigilance in these areas will not only safeguard the fabric of democracy, but also reinforce the pillars of a free and just society. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.